Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve and with me today is Kevin Hardy. Um, he's joining us with a, for a discussion on discipleship and the hope is that uh, this will be something that encourages you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and Christian life as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Um, so as I said, we've got Kevin Hardy Joining us, um, the church that I work at, it uh, is a multi-site deal, and uh, Kevin is at our uh, main campus. He is our youth uh, pastor, and uh, the luxury that I get is in my campus, all of our kids go to the same school catchment. So all of our our, our kids go to his, uh, his youth group because that's where their friends are, so it's kind of a joy to have a youth pastor at my disposal that... I don't have to pay for. So, <laughs> so Kevin is that guy. Hey, uh, he, Kevin, tell, give us a little bit of information of who you are and how you got where you are. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I grew up in Alberta. Grew up a farm kid, just like you, Steve. Yep. Except you grew up in the east. Yeah, different province, but uh, same experience. Farm, farm kids. And uh, grew up in a church, so that is not the same experience that you had growing up. But, um, yeah, I grew up in a... Christian home, that's the classic uh, cliche <laughs> term that we all use that grew up in the church. But yeah, I grew up with three older brothers. We all went to Sunday school, church, youth group, the whole thing, my whole growing up years in a Baptist church. And uh, it was probably in junior high, high school, where I attended a Bible camp in the summer. And that's where I really felt like that was the first time the gospel really clicked for me, probably. Okay. I feel like, you know, as a four or five-year-old, I became, you know, believed in Jesus, yeah. didn't want to go to hell, yeah, yeah. all that. Got baptized like 11 years old, 12 years old. Um, but it was, yeah, 13, 14, where I really was like, this is making sense, and mm. I don't think I'm living this or following it. Um, and that's also at the same time where I just kind of felt a call to ministry. I had a yeah. youth pastor uh, who's still plugging away doing church planting and, and pastoring as well, and I... Uh, you know, he really grabbed hold of me and mentored me, discipled me, and uh, we'll get into talking about discipleship later. Yeah, on. for but, sure. But that was that was the experience I had was was just I had older people pouring into my life, and then uh, plan was to go to Bible college, so I went there, did the thing, did four years, yep, and uh, just kind of fell into a, a youth youth position. I wasn't planning on uh, sticking around at the church that we were at, but they needed a youth pastor, and right ended up being there nine years before. Getting the call to come here. Yeah, so. yeah. and here is uh, Salmon Arm, BC, for those that uh, are listening here in Canada. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a joy to work with Kevin. He, he and I have a, a kindred uh, love, maybe possibly addiction to books. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, before anybody in on staff here at our, our multi-site church uh, goes looking for books, they just come and raid our our libraries and, and usually between the two of us, we've got what they're looking for, which is, uh, like I said, maybe an addiction, <laughs> maybe a blessing. It's good. They're tools. Yeah, it's, it's tools. tools. It's exactly. Tools ministry. So as you said, like we're bringing in discipleship.ca. We're talking about discipleship. What do you, yeah. like, what do you, if you had, if you were put in a corner and forced to define what uh, discipleship means to you personally, how would you, how would you do that? Yeah. Well, again, that kind of would first come from just my experiences. Just, again, just hearkening back to high school and my youth pastor calling me and saying, yeah. hey, do you want to go to Tim Hortons and talk about life? And I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> and uh, and uh, just doing that over and over again, and then with other students, and even our Sunday school setup for a little while when I was in youth was just it was just like little groups of like three or four kids, right? And uh, Sunday morning we would just have a leader, a few students, and it was like Bible study and then prayer yeah. for each other. But yeah, very yeah. Basic. so so it's a big piece. Like a big piece to you is, um, you know, you you work in youth ministry, so the big piece is that. Uh, older, yeah. wiser, farther along the journey totally. person mentoring yeah. the the younger. In your case, it actually is younger, yeah, uh, age wise. But uh, for you, like now that you're, so that gets you out of out of that high school, college kind of age. Yeah. Now you as an adult, how does that work? How does that work for you? Right, Kevin's married, yeah. little kids. How does it work in all of those worlds, like in for you personally, for you in your marriage, for you with yeah. uh, your kids? Yeah. Like, yeah, personally, it still looks a lot the same. It's just more people have been invited in. I, I think that's the, the biggest thing. Uh, doing ministry for well, however many years now, 13 years of vocational ministry, I guess, I've been in. But uh, I've just had other pastors that have been able to speak into my life. Yeah. So I, you st- you're still looking for other people to pour into you and and in the ministry world there's uh you just cross paths with so many different people yeah. that yeah, yeah. and you build new relationships you and i for example yeah. other pastors here at you know our church uh you know in this area alone there's just so many right. so many people in within our church even that are just older they they've been through stuff yeah. they've raised yeah, yeah. their kids you, they've it's amazing to find uh you know those those guys that have gone before uh, church that I worked in previously, we had like, like almost two hundred years of yeah. pastoral experience in the retired guys sitting in the in the congregation. So, you exactly. find you find those gems sometimes of of yeah. people who have walked your specific type of journey, but have gone ahead of you, you know, yeah. and the, and then they're there. Yeah. yeah, and there's and there's been those guys that, you know, I've intentionally asked like, hey, can you help me with this? Or yeah. yeah. Or they've made made me you know made it known to me like hey I'm here if you want to chat about this so that's yeah. so that that invitation has been there uh, and there's uh, there's other guys that have just sought me out which has been really cool too that are they just want to they just yeah, want to yeah. encourage they you. just saw something yeah. in you and said yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna help Kevin along exactly in his walk yeah so that's like that's probably the personal side I think when it comes to family life it's kind of, well again I have three older brothers that are all walking with Jesus and. Yep. Uh, my mom always kind of said I was the follower, so I was just kind of a part of each of them. Like, I was just like, <laughs> my personality wasn't really my own. I was just kind of like a bit of each of my brothers. And uh, that's probably true, because uh, I really looked up to them growing up. I still do, and uh, in different ways. So I still will call my, my oldest brother for advice, or, yeah, yeah. you know, he's been, he's been in ministry too. Uh, my second oldest brother's been, a, been an elder in a church for a long time, and, and camp director and stuff like that. So he's done ministry, but also just life stuff. Yeah. And then the brother closest to me, he's five years older than me. He's like the scholar of the family. So yeah. I call him for, for uh, well, all sorts of stuff. We talk hockey and all sorts of things. But, but uh, yeah, when he's I have, uh, and he's at a Bible college, right? Yeah, he's teaching. So yeah, he's, he's in your family, yeah. you and your three brothers yeah. at various times have all been in vocational ministry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's an impressive, yeah. that's an impressive uh, legacy from your parents, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. and that was... Again, farm kid. My dad was not a pastor. Was not a preacher. Yeah, just quietly 
you know, yeah. dealt with the farm dealt, kids. We'll yeah. do we'll do anything to get off the farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Literally anything. And then after being in ministry, you kind of want to go back to the farm because you're yeah. like, yeah, I'd like yeah, rather go to the field some days. Yeah, it's than... not it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that side has been cool. So that personal side in my family life that way. So like my immediate family, but also in just talking about my marriage and with my kids. Uh, with Lauren, it's talking about spiritual things when we get the chance. Right now, the, yeah, yeah. the season of life we're in is a little, yeah. a little hairy, and the there moments you, we get together are. Yeah, your daughter is the oldest, and yeah. she's in kindergarten, right? Grade one. Grade one. Yeah. So, yeah. grade one and two, almost two years and, old, and a two-year-old. Yeah. So you're yeah. in that unreasonable toddler yeah. age that decides eleven o'clock is a great time to wake up at night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those moments aren't as, uh, you know deep as they could be right yeah, now yeah. but yeah but yeah those moments of just talking about the real stuff and even uh, she was she was writing a prayer out for a friend of hers to encourage her and was asking me is this okay and what should I write and I'm like right you know I don't need to I don't need to tell you what's good here but again we have that relationship where we're yeah, yeah. we're feeding off each other and I I ask her if this makes sense when I'm working through something or so there's that and then with with our kids it's the intentional Bible reading and it's, again, it's nothing, nothing new. It's not yeah. rocket science. It's praying, it's yeah. singing, it's uh, reading the Bible, reading yeah. the Bible stories. So uh, we do some some uh, some catechism questions with Ryan. I was going to say you've got yeah. you've got a you've got a bit of uh, like you you I know uh, my youngest son is in the youth ministry with you. He's one of yeah. your student leaders. He's one of the students in the in the high school. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so I, I know like, uh, you know, the books that he comes home with, with yeah. from you, like there's uh there was a Donald Whitney family worship yeah. thing, which is basically just a yeah. kind of a catechism process to kind of walk, uh, families through on how to do de- family devotionals yeah. and that kind of stuff. And, That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so is that something that is in your home life? Is that something you strive for? Like, yeah. I know, yeah, like, yeah. obviously, it's not ever perfect. Yeah, yeah. You always look back and go, oh, I could have done that better. Yeah. But is that kind of yeah. how you're, you're modeling it? Totally, yeah. In all these areas, it's like, because I'm passionate about it, I always recognize that I'm, I always think I'm not good enough at it. Yeah. That's the, that's the other side. But again, yeah, it can always be better. But that is what we're aiming for. It's what we're striving for is, you know, having those home worship times. And, yeah. uh, you know, with late youth nights a couple times a week, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen on those days, but you know when it does happen, and it's not always perfect. Sometimes the kids have screamed the whole time and you yeah. know rolling on the floor, and other times afterwards, Ryan's asking me super deep questions. You know, as we lay and go to bed, and as we're praying and going to bed, and those things. So hopefully, she catches that just over the period of yeah. her time in our home. You know, yeah, it's like the longevity of consistency. We don't yeah. we don't realize um, how much those things that we do, you know. 15 years down the road are going to actually stick, take hold. Right? Oh, you know, totally. I'm sitting on the other end where my kids are last year of high school and, and the other two have, have graduated, uh, or well, one's graduated out of Bible college, one's in the mid, middle of university. But it's amazing to me that I look back and go, oh man, I did a horrible job at all of that. <laughs> but yet they're all walking well in their walks of faith, right? Totally. So something stuck and that's kind of what these these interviews are about is yeah it's like well, what's it look like actually functionally for you yeah. and you know knowing that 
everybody's in different stages, different spots, and and uh, doing different things. So sometimes totally. there's there's going to yeah, be yeah. some stuff that kind of helps stick. Um, yeah, well, yeah. It's it's very it's very ordinary looking. That's the thing too. Like there's nothing here that's like yeah yeah. This is this is such an amazing innovative <laughs> thing. You know, it's like we pray at bedtime yeah. and uh, and we open the Bible and pick <laughs> away at it. So, so that's uh, yeah, and hopefully things are taught or are caught. There is that direct teaching time, again, and but again, even looking at my own family, looking at my parents, you know, I was seeing the Bible on the on the bedside table, and mm. seeing my mom, you know, every morning reading us the the Bible at the breakfast table before going off to school. I was half asleep most of those days, and yeah. I don't know how often she was frustrated with me, you know, sitting there, but just faithfully looking back, I'm like, man, every day, yeah. my mom did that, and uh, you know, a little devotional prayed with us. And we headed off on the school bus. And now yeah. I look back and I just go, it was real to her. Like yeah. I saw her, I yeah, saw yeah. her faith, you know? Yeah, that's the, that's that double-edged sword of, of resources, like those d- daily devotional things, like yeah. daily bread or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because so often we look at them and we say, this isn't really all that much. Yeah. But then you realize, like, no, if you just keep faithfully plugging away at those yeah. over years, you've studied a massive amount or, or, yeah. or at least reflected on a massive amount of scripture yeah and it has that worth right and there's you know our you know i'm sitting here i'll turn 50 this year you're a bit younger than i am but the the saints older than than me like those were big deals to them those getting those little books and that's what they had and grabbing them at church and and using those right and uh, uh i know guys in our in our church they're they're older but like they take like three daily breads. One goes yeah. beside their their bed. Yeah. One goes in their kitchen at the table, and one goes in their their work truck or their vehicle. Right? Yeah, they yeah. they want to have that all the time because they're like, I never know when I'm going to have five minutes. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So uh, the uh, in this whole interviewing idea, you're number two. We had uh, Steve Jans in uh, to before, and now you're the second one. So the most interesting question to me, right? I, I love those. How does it work for you in your life? But, uh, if you could like push a button and download information into every believer's head about discipleship, yeah. uh, what is it that you would want everybody to know? Yeah. Right. So like if you're thinking your youth ministry and all of the parents that are represented with these kids, if you could just like know that they all had this idea, solid grasp yeah. of something, what is it that you think is that important? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of my stuff is not original. <laughs> like, yeah. well, that's most of us probably, but uh, so much of my stuff just comes from looking at people who have done it better or you know, yeah. have done it well and, and learning from that. Um, one, one thing that I read re- recently, that's the other thing, I have a recency bias, so that whatever I've read recently kind of is sticking in my mind, but uh, there's a book called Discipling. Yep. By Mark Dever. You've yeah. read it as well. Yeah. It's part so of the, yeah, nine, the marks. Nice, nine Marks Church. Yep. Yeah. Building Healthy Churches, little colorful books. Uh, discipling how to help others follow Jesus. And that's really what discipleship mm-hmm. is how to help others follow Jesus. So it's not, again, this, what I would want people to understand, what I want parents to understand, what I want you students to understand. It's not, it's not this grandiose, extravagant thing. Yeah. It's, it's the everyday of life, like we just talked about. It's, uh, what is life made up of? It's mm-hmm. it's those coffees. It's the, the at the breakfast table with your kids. Yeah. It's uh, for students. It's their you know 
they have this time at school. You know, t- we have a few students graduating yep. this year, and it's like this is your last chance where you have this this opportunity to speak yeah, into yeah. the lives of your students in this way, or, or your yeah. fellow students in this way. Yeah. You know, your classmates. It's you're not going to have anything like this going mm-hmm. forward. You know, you get you step into college or the work world, things shift, right? So, um, just understanding it's how can I encourage my brother or sister in Christ to follow Jesus? Yeah. And how can I encourage, you know, those older than me to follow Jesus and younger than me to follow Jesus? Everybody that's that's a part of the church. Uh, Paul talks about in, in uh, Colossians presenting everyone mature in Christ. Yeah, yeah. That you know everyone. Yeah. All people, every age group, whatever whatever uh, the church is comprised of. But uh, there was this one story in in this book, discipling, just talking about uh, a woman in the church that was mentoring other people. And then this statement is made. After all, discipling really is just a bunch of church members taking responsibility to prepare one another for glory. And uh, yeah, I like that. I really like that because I, I just think, how am I, Steve, helping you prepare for glory? Yeah. Am, am I gonna encourage you in that? Like, are we gonna sharpen each other in that? Mm. Um, am I gonna contend for the gospel in your life and yeah, vice yeah. versa? So that's the biggest thing is is not to get. I, I, I think my, my own uh, hang up on discipleship sometimes is I don't know enough. I don't, uh, mm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not prepared. And it's like, man, my whole life has been this. Been this, yeah. And then we have people in the church that are going, I'm not prepared. I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't do the training. It's like, can you sit down with somebody and have yeah. a conversation and share what you read in the word? Can you pray? Can you ask how to pray? And yeah. just simply do that. And it doesn't have to be weird. You know, there's, there's those awkward times where it's forced or it seems kind of, awkward and that's okay but uh how can you just naturally how does it just naturally outflow it's the fruit of following yeah, jesus yeah. right <clears throat> and 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 also recognizing that it's for all christians yeah you know the great commission is not like this is just for you guys that have you know <laughs> yeah. you're the upper echelon here no yeah. it's we all know the disciples were once just you've, regular once dudes. you've done this with three people yeah. you're off the hook for the yeah. rest of your life kind <laughs> yeah of thing. and yeah. and we know the disciples were just regular everyday Joe's, you know, yeah, yeah. and and they had this great commission that wasn't just for them; it was for all believers. Yeah, so you've got you would you would want people to know um, there's this communal aspect mm-hmm. to discipleship, but more than that, it's it's something that is found in the everyday, yeah. regular, yeah. common life, yeah. right? Like it's not. It's like you said. It's not a an elaborate thirty seven yeah. step plan to yeah. Christ likeness. It's what are you going to do in the next few minutes? Totally. What are you going to do in the yeah? In the it, same in the same. Uh, on the other hand, there is uh, a ton of resources that are going to yeah, be yeah. helpful for you yeah. if you want to take a course. Great if you want to yeah. go to you know further. We we're always about furthering our our learning and our education and grab and hold again. Why we have so many books on the shelf? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. You know, we want to reference those things and learn yeah, and grow. They, so. they hide secret secret information. Yeah, in yeah, books. yeah. The Gnostic information. <laughs> we want the secrets. Well, we're not going to go Gnostic <laughs> on discipleship. No, no, no. But, no. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, speaking of resources, uh, I didn't throw this question at you before, but uh, you brought a you brought a book to the podcast. Yeah, I brought. Uh, so uh, you you were first with a Mark Dever discipling book. Yeah. Um, I know my son has brought home like the family worship Don Whitney one. Um, if people were looking for uh, something to dig into that you thought was a good resource as far as discipleship goes, yeah, uh, where would you point people? What, yeah, what what's kind of done it for you? 
Yeah, I think, yeah, there's been, there's been tons of things. The, this discipling book, I think, is super accessible. So again, that discipling by Mark Dever, uh, it's small. Yeah. It's, you know, bite I like chunks. that. I like that series because it's written, um, you know, obviously Mark Dever comes with his very clear, like he's very strong in his yeah. ecclesiology of the way churches should be. Mm-hmm. And he's very strong in his theolo- theological understanding. But those books are written very accessible for anyone to read, yeah. even if you don't agree with uh, his his working out of church or theology. Um, those books can kind of help you get get your head around yeah. around the, the concept. And, and I mean, they have I don't know. There's like 15 of those books or totally. something like that. Totally. Um, so yeah, I do I do like those ones. But yeah. I see you got uh, he's got a stack. I got a, well, I got a couple <laughs> others, but these ones might not be as much for the layperson. Per se, but yeah, I have no idea. We this is how we're we're, we're running our podcast. Yeah. I have no idea who's actually listening. Yeah, and uh, right now <laughs> Switzerland is beating the U.S. in in, uh, in listens this month. So nice. I don't even really understand how it's spreading around the world. Man. Switzerland, 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 and South John Africa. John Calvin. I'm a yeah. big fan of Switzerland. Yeah, so maybe we're sweet. we're just we're yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I mean, I shouldn't say they wouldn't be good, but they're more, maybe more specifically written for pastoral ministry, but there's a book called The Shepherd Leader. Uh, the subtitle is Achieving Effective Shepherding in Your Church. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's just putting together a system of, of doing it. Yeah. So again, we've been talking more of the informal side. Yeah. But if you're talking about ministry side, right, like even in, in youth ministry, you know, I have youth leaders that are pouring into lives of students. That's... Yeah. That's not going to happen. We, we have those systems in place yeah, yeah. for those things to happen. Those systems aren't the, yeah, aren't it's, it. It's, it's actually like, and I mean, this is something that I probably should be saying <laughs> on a regular basis to you, but I mean, it is a highlight for my youngest when he knows he's got a, a lunch with, yeah. uh, sometimes it's with you, sometimes it's with, uh, other student leaders. Yeah. Um, it's it's a big deal to him, right? Yeah. Like he he's like he's up and he's like, I don't need a lunch today. I'm yeah. I'm doing this and yeah. like he's excited about it. Yeah, he carries the books that you guys want him to read around and he reads them and he yeah. does it. I mean, I give him books to read and he's like, yeah, whatever, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but but like you guys, yeah. like just that that process and that journey, totally. Um, just being intentional, yeah. even in those little steps, day by day by day. Yeah. Uh, massive, massive effect, uh, and and super helpful to me as as a parent, knowing that somebody else is helping. Oh yeah, disciple my kid. Oh right? yeah, yeah. It takes a village, and we want we want to be resourcing our our leaders and setting up our ministries in a way that discipleship is happening. Yeah. If yeah. If, if we're just doing something for the sake of doing it, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sometimes we do that in the church as, as well. You know, sometimes <laughs> we get caught up doing stuff, and it's like. What's this accomplishing? Yeah, um, and again, sometimes you don't see the fruit. Sometimes you are working towards that end. So, not to poo-poo any of that stuff, but just to say, like, this book's just helpful. I think in, in thinking through eldership, and then, and I've used it even in youth ministry of just making sure my leaders know who their students are, right. their, their students know who their leaders are, who to go to, all those types of things. So I think that's a good system, and and shepherding. Again, that's a big piece of discipleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I love the the farm imagery, yeah. And uh, so many times people don't really understand them. But I grew up next to a sheep farm uh, for a period of time. The neighbors had sheep, and like a lot of them. So watching the way you have to deal with sheep was 
eye-opening compared to us on our farm. We had beef cows. Yeah. Literally, you just let them out in the field and hope that they don't run away. Yeah. That's kind of how you deal yeah, with those. Exactly. Sheep are so much more labor-intensive, and you have to be paying attention and taking care. Um, I learned so much about how to understand Scripture just by watching yeah. that farm work. So, yeah, I love that imagery of the shepherd, like... You're not you're not a cowboy driving the herd on a horse with a whip, yeah. or not a lone ranger or whatever. Yeah. You're 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 a dude walking in the middle of all of this these fuzzy animals yeah, pulling that, pulling them out of the mud. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dusting exactly. them off. Yeah. So I think that's that's a helpful resource if you just want some clarity on how to do this on like a bigger scale. But again, if if, if it's just personal, just talk to people about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Invite people for coffee. One of my favorite stories in the Gospels. Post-resurrection, Jesus is at the beach yeah. with the disciples cooking fish and says, come have breakfast with me. And even yeah. in the midst of that conversation, he says to Peter, feed my sheep, sheep. right? Yeah. So again, there's like that twofold. He's showing what that looks like. You know, he's saying, go do this. Go go feed my sheep. Like, yeah. Be committed to this. And yeah, yeah. That's, I just shared a meme with my wife yesterday that very thing yeah, yeah. feed my sheep and it was a dude in a in a pen feeding sheep and like the ram is just like totally trashing him <laughs> from behind knocking him over the fence and I'm like yeah that that sounds about right <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally so that's that's one resource another one again this is just a, a book that I've kind of delved into more recently um, it's called the trellis and the vine and again this is yeah. about about ministry specifically but I think this is good for everybody to read because it's like yeah it's just like a book on, you know, sermon on sermons yep. could be good for a preacher, but also could be good for a a, con- a congregant because yep. it's like, oh, how do totally. I listen to sermons? How should sermons be? Totally, what should they and sound like? and I mean that book comes with a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, mindset of like this is for the whole you know, church. Gr- grapes are going to grow, yeah, but they're m- you're more productive, more effective, better yield if yeah. we actually build a trellis, yeah. So how do we do this if we're if we're literally going to go with the John uh, what is it, John fifteen yeah abide uh, abide yeah. and the and the vine and the branches like yeah. we have to have some structure to what we do totally so I do see that one like I give that one or I suggest that one to lots of people in the yeah. church because you can take everything that's there that is talking about church structure and yeah. actually kind of just think about it for a little bit and go what does this mean in my life yeah. right like you got to have some kind of structure so that. Um, we grow, we're healthy, and we produce, yeah. right? Because that's we are called to do those things. And you have to recognize that the Christian life isn't just me and Jesus. It's, yeah, I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm part like so. How how what's my part in the church, and how do I mm. uh, how do I uh, jump into that, and how yeah, am yeah. I a part of that? So how am I a vine worker? That's the the language used yeah. in the book. Like uh, again, they just point point out the reality that the the Great Commission. This is a quote from the book. The Great Commission, in, in other words, is not just for the 11. It's the basic agenda for all disciples. To be a disciple is to be a disciple maker. So again, that idea that it's for everybody. And uh, another quote that I, that I found helpful is, uh, this can only mean that God wants all Christians to be speaking to each other regularly, urging and encouraging each other to stick with Christ. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a comment on Hebrews 3, which says, uh, 3, 12 to 13, which says, Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God, but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
so I just, I, I found that book helpful in the sense of, yeah, it just gives us, again, some handles, mm -hmm. helps us see how we're all pulling in this direction yeah, yeah. and how, how can we do that together. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for coming and yeah. uh, joining with us today. And thanks to you guys listening for joining our conversation. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, like, or leave a comment on our social streams or tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. Uh, as always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time.